Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hello out there in Radio Land. This is Hank Hill, Assistant Manager, Strickland Propane. Come on down to Strickland where you can get a great deal on the new Char King 320 Propane Grill. We have other propane grills and propane accessories for your grilling needs. So come on down. Mention this ad for an extra 5% off of your next propane tank fill-up. by Strickland Propane, Harlan, Texas. Uh, have a great day. Welcome to King of the Hill Rewatch Podcast. I am Mike. And I'm Rusty. Rusty. Uh, King of the Hill Season 3, Episode 3, Peggy's Headache. Peggy's Headache. This is a good one. Yeah, we got a few things to get into before the episode, so we'll, we'll, we'll get after that. Uh, and then, uh, it's still a good episode. I, I'm going to go ahead and uh, somebody had complained to me. Well, not complained, but it said asked me if I would can go back to doing the producer, the thing at the very beginning of the episode like I've yeah, been doing sure. before. Yeah, do so it. I've got all that lined out and ready for you guys. I'll be back in a few minutes. All I'm right, just kidding. Michael, I'm be just back. Kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> do it. No, no, no. We're going to do it. We're going to get all that out of the um, way. And before we start the it's like, you know how it used uh, to before we started the episode, I'd be like, hey, Mike, hold on. Let's go ahead and get the prep. The we'll do it. Let's well, go. Okay. Okay. So, uh, all right. Stop wasting time. So, uh, <laughs> this go, particular Mason. episode, uh, Peggy's Headache, we've got uh, uh, a dude uh, named Joseph Stillman is the, uh, I want to say he's the writer. He wrote this episode, yeah. Joe Stillman. And he is also known for writing quite a bit of... Uh, executive story editor sorry for a good chunk of uh season one so oh cool uh pretty much most of all of season one actually oh yeah all of season one he did so uh the pilot square peg order the straight arrow hank's got the willies land saga all the way down he's yeah. the one that did all the story editing for it he wrote square peg he wrote the smoking episode keeping up with our joneses mm -hmm. Uh, he wrote this episode peggy's headache and then he wrote a, a episode further down cool called uh Good Hill Hunting, but he also co-produced a chunk of episodes, mm -hmm. and he also consulted on a lot of episodes. So he had a very big uh, deal with uh, King of the Hill. But give me I'm, his name one more time. Uh, his name is Joe Stillman. Joe Stillman. But he is also uh, he wrote Shrek. 
he was one of the writers for for the first Shrek, and uh, he helped with the screenplay for Shrek 2, Shrek in the Swamp Karaoke Dance Party, Shrek the Ghost of Lord Farquaad, Far, Far Away Idol, Shrek the Third, Shrek the Hall, Shrek Forever. You know, I mean, he's he's been attached to the Shrek franchise, which just says enough. If you're in, uh, if you're in, you know, uh, animation and you dealt with Shrek, uh, that was used as a punishment. Did you know that? That they used that, that it's called getting Shreked. What do you mean? So the animation company, everybody that had uh, done Prince of Egypt, uh-huh. do you remember the DreamWorks, Prince I of do, Egypt? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so that movie flopped. Yeah. So everybody that was attached to Prince of Egypt You think kids would love Shreked. Bible animation Well, you think they would, though, but yeah. they don't. So, so they got Shreked. So they were now put on the movie Shrek instead, and that was a form of punishment. But it ended up being by the studio. Uh, yeah, by the studio. It was huh. like they 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 it, they they literally called it inside of the company getting Shreked wow. because they would get put on the Shrek movie if if something they were attached to failed. Shrek, so Shrek, uh, Shrek, they ended up having Shrek, some of the Shrek, best Shrek, Shrek. animators in the building stuck in one room yeah. writing Shrek, and uh, then you have the uh, God, the director one. Yeah, it's, it's been a while. And then you have the director. Uh, his name was Chris uh, Mueller or Moeller. It's M-O-E-L-L-E-R, German. I, and I'm not German, so Mueller. I'm not Mueller. sure how to pronounce that. I'd probably butcher Mueller. that. But, uh, yeah, he was involved in The Simpsons and King of the Hill. Yeah. And there was uh, uh, he was the creator of a TV series. I've never heard of it. It was in the 2000s, I guess, uh, late 2000s, 04 to 07, called Tripping the Rift. Hmm. I've never heard of that. I feel like I remember the name. I mean, it's I an animated, like three D rendered show. You know what I mean? It's like an animated, animated weird. It's, it's a weird animation. It has a. Uh, oh, I remember this with the aliens. Yeah, with the aliens. They're and all then aliens. A very seductive, uh, you know, protagonist. Yeah, Star Wars. It says Star Wars in X-rated CGI animation. This parody twist on the sci-fi Let's just say if she was a, if she was adults. a deer, she would be mounted on the wall. Yes, Captain Chode is the lead character. Captain Chode. Yeah. yeah. See, see, that sounds like some riveting TV right mm-hmm. there. Like we might have to start a tripping the rift podcast. Mm-hmm. We and just eat handfuls of mushrooms and then and talk about this show. Darf Bobo. <laughs> Darf Bobo. Uh huh. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I imagine there's probably a lot of uh, sci-fi humor in this. Uh, Tripping the rift, whatever the hell. Oh no! Whatever the hell this is, I twisted it the wrong way. I was trying to <laughs> tighten it; it was kind of loose, and I just loosened it further to hit me in the mouth. Rusty fell down. Yeah, all right. Got to fix the. But mic. he got there back we go. up. We're back. All right, so we got that taken care of. Yep. So that's done. I got a couple right. of things I want to hit. Yeah, let's hit everything. Come on. Number let's, one. Let's get, let's get after it. We've got uh, we've got some whoa, stickers to give away. Yeah, we got some wall stickers. Okay, guys. So uh, the way I'm going to do this giveaway is is I'm going to run it on Instagram and Twitter. Those are the only two social medias I'm going to post it on. I'll make a post uh, when this episode airs. So for everybody that's listening on Twitter Space, uh, it won't be till Monday. You'll have to listen to this episode on Monday to to remind yourself. By the way, Chode McBlob. Chode McBlob from that movie or from that TV show. Oh, okay. Was Stephen Root. Oh, Stephen Root. I got you. Oh, okay. So it was yeah. it's the so connection again. So yeah, there's, there's a lot. It of was probably here, the yeah. money that he made off of King of the Hill. He started tripping the rift with. It's yeah. probably what it was. Maybe then. so. Yeah. Okay. So back to the sticker giveaway. Stickers. So I'm gonna create a post. I'm gonna post it on Instagram and I'm gonna post it on Twitter. These are some gonna good be looking Monday. stickers too, folks. There's some really good quality good stickers. Really stickers. good quality vinyl stickers. So I'm gonna make the post. Uh, so what it'll be is we're gonna give away ten. 
just to just to start off ten, with, ten, it ten. could end up being more. But just to start off with, we're gonna see what kind of engagement we can get. So we're giving away ten stickers. The way to win them is to either like, share, and follow the post on Twitter like, or share, Instagram. Follow. You don't have to do it in both, but you have to do it in one of either. And uh, I'll put everybody's username in uh, a generator, and I'll generate the winner from that. There's uh, uh, a you know the internet, and I'll find one of those. Internet. They have those. Yeah, those spin random, wheels, random, those random generators. Spin yeah, wheel yeah, yeah. generators. I, our I, buddy, I, they use them on Twitch a lot. Our I buddy Andrew use G on uses one. Yeah, yeah. For that's how he does all his uh, his giveaways. You know what? You know what I found here in the studio the other day? No, I don't know what you found. We have a prize wheel. Oh, wow. Like the one that you spin and it goes clack, 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 clack. Yeah. We've got one of those. Oh, I didn't know that. I'd, I'd forgotten all about it. That's riveting TV. Remember wondering what the hell that was for. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, I don't know either. It was for a an ill-fated Pokemon show that somebody was going to do. Here. Oh, an ill-fated Pokemon yeah. show. All right. So they I'm have still to down to do a Pokemon show. So, so if there's anybody out there in, in the land of <laughs> no, Pokemon, let's do a show. There's nobody out there that likes Pokemon. Uh, so uh, to, to win one of these stickers, yep. they need to like... Share, share, and follow the page. Follow. What if Instagram, they already follow? Uh, if they already follow, then it doesn't matter. They're already following. They just okay. need to like and share the post. Right. Like and share the post. Like and share it. That'll uh, put you in the bucket. That'll put you in the bucket. So we shake up that the is bucket. Monday. I'll make a post on Monday on Instagram, yeah. and then it will be the same post and, on Twitter. And I'll tell and it's you one this: one of either. You don't have to do both. I'm not. I'm not going to yeah. be extra. You know, make it exclusive to sure. one or the other. Either or is fine. I'll tell you this. Both doesn't make it any better. There's only one <laughs> entry. It's a one-entry drawing. I don't believe in 500-entry entry drawings where somebody with sure. more money could sure. buy their way to entering in more. I'm all for that. Uh, I mean, if you want to send me some cash, I'll send, send me some, some cool cash, stuff. But it's it's not going it, to – it's still one entry. Like, please don't send cash in the mail, by the way. Uh, please hey, don't. Uh, oh, please I will, do, actually. I will tell you this. If you mail. are, uh, uh, it's not going to make it to you is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. You got to wrap it in paper or something say, money so you spins. can't see it. Either yeah. way, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm happy to have someone hand me cash. I'm just saying, put it in the mail. You're taking your chances. Yeah. Uh, I will say that if you're hearing this later than November of 2022, the giveaway is over. <laughs> so I'm <laughs> just letting you know. Yeah, yeah. Later than 2022. We might be giving away something else, though, at that point. Yeah. If you're listening to this and it's the year 2024, yeah. uh, you know, you probably need to reevaluate your life yeah. at this point. You're well, probably in the middle of an apocalyptic scenario and sure. you're listening to <laughs> King of the Hill podcasts. <laughs> While the boots are going over your head. Yeah, you know, you got <laughs> the artillery's firing outside your window. flying sure. by. Yeah, that sure. whole thing. Yeah. Hey, I want to mention one more thing, and then we're going to get started here on Peggy's Headache. Yeah. Oh, well, we have okay. uh, the reviews as well that uh, I right. wanted to go through real fast. I'll let you go first. Let me, let me mention this, because you don't know that I'm mentioning this. No, I don't know. This is, this is the first time I'm hearing this information, <laughs> believe it or not. We have talked about this before, but you yeah. didn't know I was going to bring it up. No, I didn't. There is a podcast out there called Dangle Podcast. Oh, there is a podcast out there called Dangle Podcast. You're correct. And and you have said that uh, it is a King of the Hill podcast as well. It you, is. You have said that you have reached out to this this person. I have multiple times. And uh, they don't seem to want to be involved with us. They don't. I, I think it, that there's a little bit of hesitation from them because we're in the same niche. Sure. And it is a really niche thing to be a part yeah, of, King absolutely. of the Hill fandom. That's why and, we should band uh, together, though. Well, that's what I'm saying is I, I think they feel threatened by the fact that I want to collaborate with them. Ah. And anybody that's collaborated or 
had any kind of conversation with me knows that I'm all about like cross fertilization and help helping each other out. It's not about me gaining something over him or me going to do his podcast so I could steal all his listeners. No. I'm I'm doing it to encourage we wouldn't do everybody that. to listen to everybody and everybody could win at the same time. I just don't feel like like if we're gonna have successes, why can't we help other King of the Hill content creators like we already have done? We have brought King of the Hill content sure. creators on before. Yeah. So it's it's in that same so vein. It's all not I'm, nefarious at all. Yeah, all I'm saying is we would love to um, collaborate with some other King of the Hill creators. And if the producer could flag whatever, that for yeah. me and get me that sound bite of me saying that about Dango Podcast, that way I could use Dango that and podcast. I could send them that that sound bite. It's not nefarious. It really no, is not like a cross all. fertilization. We just we just want to help. So anybody that's listening to this, yeah, the call to action for us this week is uh, we're going to ask you to go over to the Dango podcast and say, hey, uh, we would love to hear you guys do something with Bois and we would love to do something with them, you know, whether it be just a a conversation or or whatever they want to do, a collaboration episode. It doesn't matter. Collaborate and listen. Listen. All right, it's not so, nefarious. Uh, it's let's, a brand new edition. Let's get our uh, <laughs> let's get our reviews done, and then let's get into this episode. Yeah, so we've been meaning to do this for a while. So I'm an uh, old man. There's not Rusty. a. I'm, I'm dying. You're dying. In front of you. Okay. Yeah. So there's not a uh, whole bunch of reviews that we get, but the four that we have, Aww. I've been meaning to to to, to talk about, the which are kind of funny. That we have. So <laughs> the four that we have is from a guy named Seth CLT, and Seth actually. Seth. Uh, he, uh, me and him correspond back and forth yeah, on uh, Twitter. And he said, fans of King of the Hill will enjoy scene-by-scene recaps of each episode and funny insights from the Texan team of Mike and Rusty. Texan team. Yeah. You'll like it so much. You'll re-listen as much Thanks, as you watch the show. Yeah, Thanks, that's great. Seth. Great pod. I tell you what. That's what he says. I, I like tell that. you Thanks, what. Sir. That's great. Uh Loose Morals and Capri Suns. Yeah. Uh, that's our four-star review. What a wonderful uh, name that is. And, yeah, it's a great name, Loose Morals and Capri Suns. So, show my gal Luann some love. Yeah. And it says, We've I know referred Luann, to this before, we have, yeah. Uh, I know Luann is insane, but please show my gal some love or at least tolerance. We, we don't only tolerate Luann here at Bois. We embrace Luann and we love Luann. And, We're team uh, Luann. One of my favorite voice actors from this show is Brittany Murphy. So, mm. Uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and just leave it at that. Uh, the next one is Sweetie Retro Girl. Sweetie Retro Girl. Uh, five stars, great podcast. Thanks, Sweetie. Uh, King of the Hill is one of my favorite TV shows, and you guys do a great job. Aww. Recapping each episode with a touch of humor. Keep up the great work. Cool. Thank you very much. Thanks, we appreciate sweetie. that again. Uh, and then last but not least, J.P. Camp. J.P. Camp. Another five-star uh, review here five and it stars, says everybody loves king of the hill such a funny show fun to listen to yeah. y'all talk about episodes i forgot about thank you man i appreciate so there that we go. hey there was uh one more review uh and i read it to oh, okay. mason uh it is one that that you sent me uh oh it is yeah back. yeah i forgot yeah, about that, one? that one yeah i do remember uh, that and this one was left uh this is an apple podcast yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. review i forgot all about this, this is one. from um or it may be Facebook. I don't know. It's one or the other. Somewhere, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but this is from Aubrey Coble. Oh, I hope I'm Facebook. saying that right. It's Coble, Coble, one Coble. of those two. Yeah. Uh, Audrey, you know who you are. Says, uh, found the podcast when I searched King of the Hill on Spotify. I enjoy it. Rusty Mike and Mason 
are all pretty funny, and I enjoy listening while I'm driving. Uh, it's almost like I can watch the episodes in my head while I drive. Funny face with a tear. If you love King of the Hill, you should check out the podcast. Thank you, Aubrey. That's so very nice of you. Yeah, thank you so much. We appreciate that. We appreciate all of that from everybody. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Even from kidding. Loose Morals and Capri Suns, I'm, I'm with it. Uh, thank you so much for all your guys' support. All right, let's do it. Let's get into this episode. Yeah, let's get into this cracking egg. So, first and foremost, no bell, no yell. No bell, no yell. Yeah. Uh, this is Peggy's Headache. We are looking at Season 3, Episode 3. Uh, we start off with uh, something we never see, which is uh, Peggy coming outside to pick up the paper in her bathrobe carrying her coffee. Yep. You just never see that. No, you don't see that. You know? It's an unusual morning scene here. We see Dale next door. He's coming out and locking up the door in his big orange jumpsuit and getting into his dead bug car. Uh, and she says, morning, Dale. Dale says, mm-hmm. And then he sees John Redcorn coming to his house, yep, which John I guess happens. In. I'm assuming they say three days a week. Uh, I, I don't but know. It this was just feels so, like an everyday thing. Yeah, it was just super, super casual. So he's Uncanny. walking. Yeah, he's walking in, and uh, he's, ah, John Redcorn gets in his truck and just leaves. You know. Yeah, just let uh, just gone. John, John is like uh, do, and then Peggy says, "Morning, John Redcorn." He's uh, oh, uh, Peggy just dropping off new healing herb for Nancy uh, to help with her migraines, ginkgo biloba. Yeah, I think it's funny how he uh, <laughs> tries to explain himself, even though Peggy's the yeah, like only it, one at this like point who doesn't anything, know. Yeah. Well, at this point, we already know that Peggy's pretty <laughs> oblivious to it, and everybody else is. There's more hints. She's at oblivious everybody to else's everything. Savviness honestly. to it. Yeah, yeah. she is. She, uh, she says, "Oh yeah, sure, I've heard of that." Uh, and then he has a key to the house. He goes in the house. He pulls down the shade, and then we hear Bad Company with I Can't Get Enough of Your Love yeah, playing can't get in the background. Your love. Now we're in the kitchen with uh, with Peggy, and she's reading the paper, and uh, she's kind of chuckling to herself, and Hank says, you must be reading Doyle Harkavy. What's he got for us this morning? She says, when it comes to starting the day, nothing wakes me up faster than coffee. Boy, he's got that right. <laughs> yeah. That is nothing. That is that is absolutely nothing. nothing. These musings are nothing. Bobby is one hundred percent right, and I'll tell you when he when he comes to this decision. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to starting the day, nothing wakes me up faster than coffee. That's nothing. That's nothing. All right, uh, but Hank and Peggy seem to just love it, just love the musings. So she reads another one, and says, "They say children are a blessing, but mine are holy terrors." Ha ha. ha. <laughs> Everybody thinks it's so damn funny. There's nothing there. There's nothing there. I, I view newspaper <laughs> columns as yeah. just Twitter, just a wasting ink. You know yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what I heard last night? I was watching something on YouTube. Uh, it's called A Very Special Episode. It's put out by Funny or Die. And what they talk about are like these these old sitcoms that used to do the very special episodes, you know, like where somebody gets cancer or something in the middle <laughs> yeah, of a sitcom, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, or somebody's niece falls down the stairs or whatever. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, and, and at one point, uh, this is a Mr. Belvedere episode, and at one point um, uh, the guy is reading through the dictionary and the, the announcer from, from Funny or Die called it Wikipedia Classic. 
which I thought <laughs> Wikipedia classic that is. That's a good Yeah, joke. that's a fantastic thing to call the dictionary. Wikipedia classic. So she reads another one and it says they Do say they have children. a night mode for Wikipedia classic? <laughs> yeah, I, think no, you I guess there was no night mode yeah. back then. Turn the lights off. <laughs> so Lou Ann comes Light in. Light a candle. Lou Ann comes yeah. in and she starts chuckling. She doesn't even really know what she's laughing at. No, she really doesn't know what but, she's laughing at at all. But the continuity is still there. But it's funny because if you notice when she laughs too, like Hank looks over at her like, what the mm-hmm, fuck? Mm-hmm. Boy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And so they're all laughing, and Peggy says, Oh, Doyle Harkavy knows children. Of course, his daughter jumped out a window. That is dark. And Peggy, dark Peggy, but uh, Luann is still like gut bursting laughing. We don't know. We don't know if Doyle Harkavy's daughter lived, died. We don't know. She just jumped out a window. She was gone. So Luann laughs harder, and then she stops abruptly and goes, Oh. (laughs) Like she just heard it, just realized that. Oh. Peggy says, I don't believe it. Doyle Harkavy is retiring from the musings column. Uh, and <laughs> Luann, still, I don't think she knows who the hell this is. She goes, I don't think she no! knows much of anything. And Peggy says, again, we love Luann. We love Luann, but, but, but in this situation right here, there's a little denseness going on. And so so yeah. level with me here, please, Capri she Suns. She's a little dense. Uh, Peggy says, yeah, he'll write product descriptions for Bradley Air and Heat. I don't know how they'll ever replace him. And Luann says, I know how. You could write that column, Aunt Peggy. You're a natural. Hank says, now, Luann, Peggy has some musings now and then, but Doyle Harkavy is a musing machine. Yeah, he's a musing machine. <laughs> well, he is. Look at him, though. He's just he's, a, he's, a he's on. He's just topically where he needs to be. Because hey, in man. the morning, coffee if you wakes need you to up wake up, faster. have a coffee. Yeah, that's it. I mean, have a coffee. Have a coffee. Yeah. You got to wake up. He to probably coffee. started this whole damn thing. He probably started coffee. He probably started, you know, the whole Starbucks thing. He started the whole coffee industry. He started coffee. Him Single-handedly. And, him and that guy with the donkey. Yeah. Uh, she says, uh, she says, I think I could do it as well as anyone else could. I play boggle and it takes verbal ability and I'm always making observations all day long. <laughs> Hank <laughs> says, really? Go ahead and come uh, up with one. Like, puts her ass on the spot. <laughs> puts her on the spot. She says, mm, uh, you mean right now? Okay, all right. Well, let's see. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like milk. <laughs> and Bobby <laughs> says, oh, that's the best one so far. Do one about cookies. Oh, Bobby, yeah. Bobby loves milk. Bobby's fantastic. Uh, now we get kind of a uh, uh, montage of Peggy working on her musings, uh, just kind of sitting there in the living room. She's writing down uh, the three things that she has on her little Isn't stint. this where that riff starts? What do you mean? The riff in the background that's kind of like reminiscent, like it kind of plays throughout the whole show. They have they have a certain riff, like a like a musical little riff. Uh, this is uh, it's just kind of tinkling in the background. Oh, okay, but on because well, there is, I don't know if you noticed it, but there is like yeah, a riff yeah. mm-hmm. in this episode that's like they use it. I think like three, that kind of thing yeah, yeah, between yeah, yeah, scenes. Yeah, yeah. They use yeah. it like three or four times yeah. in this episode. So she's got her steno pad out, uh, and for anybody over fifty, you'll know what that is. Yeah. Uh, she's got her steno pad out, and she's writing down her musings and uh she has three on the page one says weather the second one says the old days and then the third one just says young people and she yeah. scratches that one out she, <laughs> yeah she goes mm, no stupid too yeah, obvious too obvious uh and then we go through a couple of things where uh what well, one she goes into the bathroom and takes a bc powder because her head's hurting and i have some uh some bye infor- allison I have some information on BC powder for you here in just a second. Hello, do you suffer from migraines, stiff neck, tension headaches, 
Come see me, John Redcourt, your licensed New Age healer. I'll help you get rid of that. Thank you. This has been my ad. She takes the BC powder in the bathroom because uh, apparently she's good. got a pretty good headache. Yeah, uh, and then you know the the uh, uh, the the scene continues and and we see her and now she's got a full list. Yeah, she's got a full list. So I'd like to read you a couple of the things that she has on the list. Yeah, uh, lots of cookies will make you fat. Okay, lots of cookies That's a good will make musing. you fat. Yep, uh, depends though. Sure. Are they flavorful cookies, or are they like a specific like, hey, I'm a bodybuilder because they have because they have like specific yeah, like protein cookies. Yeah, sure, they cookies. have the protein cookies, but I'm assuming yeah. even protein cookies, if you eat enough of that crappy sawdust, that it's going to make you fat. Oh yeah, without working out, yeah, protein sure. will make you big. Yeah. Uh, second one is thank goodness for plexiglass. Thank goodness for plexiglass. Mm-hmm. Just thanks for well, plexiglass. It is a cheap alternative to glass windows. <laughs> if you want plastic windows instead, and they're probably more insulated than glass yeah. too. They probably uh, do better at keeping hot and cold out. I don't know about that, but I don't uh, if you get enough of it, I'm sure it does. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't either. The third one is sunburn colon too much of a good thing. I guess you got too much sun. That's too much of a good thing. Yeah. Uh, Fourth one is nothing is dirt cheap. And I kind of like this one. Nothing is dirt cheap because dirt is free. Now, that's actually amusing, <laughs> right? That's actually amusing. That's, a, that's the best one at all that of is yeah, That's the well, only amusing thing that she said. That is the best one until... <laughs> say it again. What, uh, say it it again nothing is dirt cheap because dirt is free. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. So that's the best one until you get to the last one. And Dang. I had to rewind it a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, here's the final item on her list. Give a donkey the chance... And it'll bite you in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. So all of those are crossed off her list. Now, I would Golly. like to uh, do a little aside here uh, and talk about BC powder. Right, I'm BC not sure powder. that all of our listeners are going to know what the hell a BC powder is. This is an unofficial ad. <laughs> yes, powder. this is for BC powder. And you can find BC powder at bcpowder.com. Um, so BC powder, uh, very southern thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I suppose so. Only so, place I've ever lived is the South, and I've, I've I've not been to the New England too much, so I don't know if they do it. Origi- do Yankees use BC powder? Well, I'm going to give you some information here. Originally produced at the Heppelschleimer Clinic in okay. Graz, Austria. I don't Austria? I don't know how to say the word. H e p o l s c h e i e m e r. No, get away oh, from me. Okay. Uh, it contains 845 milligram of aspirin and 65 milligrams, milligrams of caffeine. I didn't realize it had caffeine. Well, in caffeine it. is a, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, a shrinker. It? it shrinks your, your wiener. Um, uh, shrinking your wiener. No, your, it shrinks your, your, your vesicles. Your vesicles. Yeah. yeah. Your vesicles. Uh, BC readily promotes the fact that due to its powder form, it dissolves faster than pain relief tablets and thus gets to work faster. It can be taken on a, in a variety of ways, most commonly mixed into water or soda. Okay. So, so, so hear me out here. So if I crushed up my Tylenol and mainlined it instead of just taking it at like a pill form, it would, it would it work, would work faster. faster than yes. Oh, yes. Okay. If you stick it in your butt, it goes faster than that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I watched Steve on Jackass butt chug alcohol and get really drunk from it really sure. fast. Yeah. In 2009, BC powder removed the 195 milligrams of sacalic uh, 
which is a non-prescription drug with analgesic and antipriatic properties. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, from the uh, they they removed that from the Blue Box Original Formula BC powder, which is just falls right off your tongue. Blue Box Original Formula BC powder. The original formula consisted of 650 milligrams of after as oh aspartame. Six, 600, excuse me. Mm -hmm. uh, 650 <laughs> milligrams of aspirin, uh, 195 milligrams of uh, salicylic acid, and 33.3 milligrams uh, of Jesus milligrams of caffeine. So no cocaine. The new packaging states new formula. Same fast relief on the front of the box. The new formula has 845 milligrams of aspirin and 65 milligrams of caffeine. Now, I am going to tell you how you take a BC powder. How do you take a BC powder? This is on their website at bcpowder.com. This is not an official ad, but BC, we're, we're happy to take your money or free BC powders. Step one, tear open the stick pack where indicated. Okay. Okay. Before tearing, shake the... And see, they tell you to tear it open, but then they tell you, before tearing, shake the stick pack so the powder settles away from where you tear. Yeah. So, you know, somebody has just... Somebody's okay, tear it open and it just went everywhere. Yeah, yeah, just went everywhere. Step two, pour powder on your tongue. It's easier if you pour the powder on the back of your tongue. As you pour, tap the sides of the stick pack to get all the powder out of the sides and corners. Here's the most important part. What's that? Lick it when you're done? Hold your breath so you don't accidentally inhale the powder. You know what they're doing right there? <laughs> they're literally giving, like, a guidebook on how to, like, take drugs. Mm -hmm. So, like, you could translate this into BC another powder. powder yeah. And I am not I don't condoning know. I, I, or... I think or that we need to get the FDA over there, and they need to start investigating BC powder a little bit. This is a little suspect, like... Like powder delivery, like what? What other company? Name another well, company just, that uses powder as a delivery. system. They just told you, other than like inhalers, because that's a powder. Like a they just told you that uh, the best way was Nesquik? to mix it. Bisquick, Bisquick, yeah, Bisquick. Nesquik. Oh, Nesquick, Nesquick, Bisquick, oh, Nesquick. Yeah, that, that's it. Bisquick. I love a good Bisquick drink. Mm, yeah. Nice and thick. Uh, step three and final step: chase with a beverage. So they told you uh, that it's most commonly taken by mixing into a drink, and then they tell you to take a beverage after. Uh, let yeah, me you give know, you uh, I was always taught not to take uh, drinks tainted or laced with things. <laughs> sure, especially with Bisquick. Uh, let me give you a little bit of history. BC Powder was conceived at the Five Points Drug Company, BC Remedy Building in Durham, North Carolina, now owned by okay. Measurement Incorporated. Uh, it was developed in 1906 by CT Council in the Durham, North Carolina Pharmacy of Germain Bernard. The name was created from the initial of the pair's surnames. Okay. Uh, BC is sold almost exclusively in the American South, where it is acknowledged to have a cult following. Uh, and I know my dad uh, swore by BC powders. Yeah. But when I was a kid, BC powders came in uh, like a little uh, uh, envelope. Like a little waxy paper envelope. Yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. My yeah. dad, uh, my dad drank old Milwaukee for his headaches. He didn't believe in. Uh, it came in an envelope. Consuming as well. pharmaceuticals. Sure. Uh, uh, he didn't trust the pharmaceutical companies. Now he's now he's in his in his older age. He'll yeah. he'll take medicines and stuff. But I remember when I was a kid, he wouldn't even he wouldn't even take an aspirin. So because of the uh, cult like following, BC marketers uh, uh, sponsor many sporting events in the South. 
The product's distinctive oval-shaped blue logo is a familiar sight to fans at Southern League baseball parks. Outside of the South, the Dollar General chain carries BC Powder nationwide. Yeah, they do. Uh, BC Powder has historically been most commonly associated with the le- relief of headaches. Is that, that plays like into a, our, our Is that like story. a uh, like a contractual like agreement or something what? with, with, with like Dollar a, General? Dollar General, like a oh, I'm sure contractual yeah. distribution, like. Yeah. Nowhere else will you find BC Powder. No, I think Dollar it, General. I think I think they made a deal with Dollar General, and Dollar uh, General is nationwide. Well, so. Dollar General too. Okay, so uh, I've been uh, delivering uh, fine wines back and forth between here and Houston, <laughs> and on this on these journeys in the middle of nowhere, you're you're literally in towns of like four thousand people. 3,000 mm-hmm. people to like, you know, hundreds of people in some of these little places. And sure enough, there's just $1 general right there next to the, the heart of town. The yellow light of dollar general dollar general stinks. They're everywhere. Uh, okay. So, uh, for many years, it's the rural Walmart. Oh, by the way, it's, it's, uh, it's distributed by prestige brands. Oh, prestige. They also, uh, distribute goodies powder, which is the same thing. It's, it's, it's like BC powder. It's BC powder, but they put yeah. a different name on it to try to well, reach a different market. BC just has that cult following in the South. Okay. For many years, singer and actor Farron Young was a celebrity featured on many of the product's television and radio commercials. For several years, BC's television and radio commercials have featured real-life users of the product. Non-actors who encouraged to submit their stories to BC Powder through contests announced on radio programs. Do you think early pharmaceutical companies did that? We're oh, like, yeah. Hey, watch Timmy tie off with heroin. He's well, going to feel so relaxed I don't think it was after heroin, this. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It was because uh, they were tying off. They had kits. They were, they would sell like there's advertisements where they sell little kits with a tourniquet and a needle, and then you go get your heroin from your doctor, and then you're just you go home or whatever <laughs> opiate you're injecting into yourself. Sure. Uh, recently, most entries from this uh, contest uh, have been called from listeners of the Charlotte, North Carolina-based radio program, The Big Show, with John Boy and Billy. Oh, The Big Show. Welcome to The Big Show. Uh, BC Powder also distributes and markets BC Cherry and BC Arthritis Formula. So they're you can get the cherry targeting flavored. children now. You can get cherry they're, flavored They're BC targeting powder. children now. So uh, make sure you check your Halloween candy for cherry for flavored BC, BC powder. powders. <laughs> Especially if it's loose. Uh, <laughs> yeah. In a deal which took, uh, which took effect in 2012, GlaxoSmithKline, GlaxoSmithKline, sold BC powder and 16 other brands to prestige brands. Oh, wow. And, and last piece what of... other flavors are there? Last piece of information here. Uh, I want to talk about the other chemicals and things that uh, prestige brands also distribute. Oh, okay. uh, Bino. Bino. All right. You know, right. You know what Bino gas. is? Yep. Yes, yep. for gas. Yep. Dramamine. Uh, that is the uh, seasickness right. drug. Fleet. I don't know what fleet is. It's an enema. Oh, an enema. Sure. Wow. What a, <laughs> what a name. Yeah. They go marching out two by two. They uh, they also uh, do clear eyes, the drops. Clear right. eyes. Mm-hmm. Ben Stein. Did you ever did you ever see uh, did you ever watch that win Ben Stein's money? Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Clear eyes or dry eyes. Uh, how did that guy make it? I don't understand how he made it. <laughs> he was in Golly. he was in Ferris Bueller. That's how oh, he made it. That yeah. was it, wasn't he? It, yeah. That was the only thing he was in, right? Bueller. Uh, he was in a lot of stuff. But that but was the, what lost yeah, that his was the big, annoying you know, ass You know voice. who he was? He was a speechwriter for Richard Nixon. 
No, I did not know yeah, that. That's who he was. That's crazy. That's who he was. I did yeah. not know that. That's awesome. Uh, they wow. also they we all we fall <laughs> far from fall fall far from grace. <laughs> they also do Luden's throat lozenges. Okay. Uh, nasal crom, sucrets. Uh, oh, sucrets. Okay. Yeah. It's a throat lozenge, right? They do uh, yes. They do BC powder, of course. Goodies power powder. Uh, they do Boudreaux's butt paste. Oh, I know what Boudreaux's butt paste is. Yeah, yeah, they do that. Uh, that is for babies, right? Uh, not just for babies. It's for men with chapped asses too. So if you've oh, got a chapped fantastic. ass, buy Boudreaux's butt baby cream, and it'll uh, butt baby cream. It'll it'll definitely like you know it'll smooth out uh, red and sore chafed ass cheeks. They also distribute boil ease, so you can ease up on your boils. I thought you just put a wooden spoon over the top of the pot Compound and it eased the boil. W. Compound uh, W, that's which, for is, warts. which that's is which is basically cream, right? it's it's basically just super glue that you put on your warts and it freezes them and then just fall off. Okay. Uh, they also have Wartner, which I'm Wartner. assuming is for warts. I'm assuming it's for warts yeah. too. Uh, Sominex, Monistat, Summer's Eve. Okay. So there you go. Which you know, uh, I mean, it makes sense. It's a bunch of stuff. Well, you know. which you know that a lot of advocate, like women's advocacy advocacy groups, advocacy uh, don't really like Summer's Eve because yeah. uh, a woman's vagina has a pH balance, sure. and the Summer's Eve disrupts the pH oh. balance. So, in effect, it's really not good to. Uh, it's not a. It's not an effective way of cleaning your vagina. Douching is not an effective. So way. happy I brought that up. So. Uh, all right. So uh, we are at uh, her taking the BC powder. Uh, and then yeah, we're back to BC powder. We've okay. got the big list. Uh, yeah. And she's like, "Oh, these are too obvious. Too obvious." Hank sticks his head in. and He's like, "Hey, why don't you try some out on me? Give me your five best. Give me your five dude is best. dude is just quizzing her throughout this whole thing. You know, you think you can do it? Come on, do you it. Know, do it. His supportiveness goes back to his you know his football days like sure. support from a football coach is get yeah. better you suck yeah, yeah. uh so you big baby <laughs> what do we say baby what a binky <laughs> yeah that one peggy reacts with i cannot work with you coming in here every two hours and yelling at me i'm going to nancy's so she takes off and goes to nancy's uh she's, and all you can hear is well she's walking she's walking through the backyard getting into nancy's back door uh which is not the first time that day uh, yeah. And uh, we hear Nancy's back doors pop. We hear "Paradise" by the dashboard lights, uh, meatloaf blasting yeah, from inside meatloaf. the house. Uh, she comes Hit in, Nancy, Nancy, where are you, Nancy? Oh, she's meatloaf. she's knocking on the uh, on the back uh, sliding glass door. Yep, uh, beating she, the hell out of she it. She finally just goes in. <laughs> Which is intrusive as hell, because uh, well, I'm you know, assuming well, they've done that before. Well, come on, Mike, you're 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 sitting there, and you the music you hear. Yeah, but, you know, uh, but she's she's totally clueless, so she doesn't know. So uh, she's knocking on the glass door. She comes in. Uh, we do hear a slight moan from Nancy, which is a little uncomfortable. But she's still like Nancy, Nancy, where are you? And then I she like finally, to think that moan was John Redcorn pulling out. <laughs> and then she finally she finally opens the bedroom door, uh, and we hear the radio stop. And she's like, oh, there you are. No, it doesn't and stop. He switches it over to some nature well, that's shit real quick. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. like, bloop. Oh, yeah, we're listening to nature music. And she's like, well, not the only, whole house is just banging with, like, 80s rock music before then. Not only that, but uh, when she <clears> opens the door, John Redcorn is standing up looking at her. Nancy's in bed under the covers, and everybody's shoes are off. Well, so. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It looks like two teenagers got caught having yes, sex by their absolutely. parents. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Uh, so he turns on the uh, the uh, calm sounds, the the tinkling uh, uh, wind chimes, and uh, oh yes, we are uh, just back here. Uh, Peggy says, "Oh, whew, I had to get out of that house. I'm trying to do some creative work, and Hank thinks he's helping me by making me more and more stressed out. It's giving me a whopping headache." And again, the naivety from Peggy Hill here is mm-hmm. just like. It's grotesque and sickening at this point. Redcorn says, yes, headaches could often be caused by stress. She says, of course. John Redcorn, you're a licensed New Age healer. Why don't I try a healing session with you? Well, I, I guess that would be all right. It is my job. <laughs> yeah, it is my <laughs> job. Like. She, says, uh, she says, that'd be great. Okay, I'll call you for an appointment. Uh, she closes the door. Uh, and then John Redcorn's standing there, and he's like looking out the curtains to make sure she left. Uh, that was awkward. What kind of game is she playing? And she, Nancy's just like, well, she'll, I, I don't, I don't think, she think she knows about, knows about us. Yeah. Peggy's got such a trusted nature. She always believes the best in people. You know, all of a sudden I'm feel dirty. I'm going to take a shower. And he goes, I'll join you. I'll join you. killed me up yeah. this one. <laughs> I feel bad, but not bad enough to not jump in the shower. <laughs> all right. So the next scene, we're at John Redcorn's trailer, which it's a really nice trailer. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got some plants outside. He's got the little step up thing. And, you know, it's a nice trailer. Yeah, it's nice. It's not a bad spot at all. Um, really nice spot. Peggy pulls up. She's driving a yellow car. I've never seen this car. I've never seen this car either. Where'd the uh, yellow this, car I come don't know. from? This might be just a new Mason. New, her new car. I think this is the. I mean, it, it, it comes up again later. I think Does they it? just gave her a new car. Yeah. At some point. Okay. Well, I would have liked to have seen that episode where Peggy buys a new car. You know. <laughs> some things are just not that interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like this show. <laughs> yeah, uh, so we're at John Redcorn's. Peggy pulls up in her in her yellow car. Uh, and, uh, she, she comes in, we see John Redcord in the window, blowing out the, uh, incense and getting ready for it. Uh, we look around, there's lots of new age stuff in this trailer, like, you know, the incense and the dream catchers and the, the stress ball or whatever that damn thing is that, uh, goes tinkle, tinkle. Uh, she says, Oh, well, isn't this lovely? I wasn't expecting carpet. Uh, I was expecting, well, I, I don't know what I was expecting. Not carpet, which is kind of weird, but. Yeah, really, really weird. He says, Peggy, relax. She says, well, what an interesting chair. And he's got one of those front-facing massage chairs like you see in the middle of the mall. Right? Yeah. And she says, you know, when I'm sitting in a chair, I never quite know what to do with my head. So this is wonderful. <laughs> I never know what to do with my head. Thank you. It's from Brookstone. From Brookstone. You know what Brookstone is, right? Brookstone is a catalog, right? Yeah, it's like it was it's like, like sharper a, image, like a sharper or image something catalog like that. where they yeah. have all the cutting edge technology for yeah. Yeah. not cutting edge prices. No, no, usually pretty expensive and very uh, expensive. And Brookstone is the one that you didn't find in the plane. Yeah. You know, like in an airplane, you would see uh, the other one, but not Brookstone. Uh, Brookstone's Brookstone is the one that you would that you would sit you would be at your at a grandparent's house and it would be the magazine that grandpa had oh, sure. on, the, on his bed on his uh on his chair side table yep. or something. Brookstone and Hustler. Uh and then um it was actually a Bible. He was a very religious man. He's he's giving her a <laughs> massage, and you hear her just oh, and then Ooh. and then we see outside of his his uh, trailer again. We hear the the car alarm beep beep, and uh, so we know it's another visit. Yep. Uh, we hear whale songs playing, which the whales is sing always joy lovely. And sorrow, the whales and loss. like Leanne Rhymes. like Leanne Ryan. Anyway, I thought that was um, the car went off because she <laughs> dropped her keys. Uh oh, maybe it was the key. Oh, yeah, nice. Good catch. Her hand or something. Yeah, good catch. I thought it was hand. another visit. 
Now, I believe this is the only time she goes. I oh, think. good job, Mason. Ding, ding. Beep, beep. Are you watching these episodes as we go through it as well? Yeah, yeah. I, I rewatched this one uh, just uh, so I make sure I can keep up. Oh, dang. Very, All right. Very, hey, I like Very it. good, Mason. Uh, she just kind of, uh, and he goes, okay, there. You have to start li- paying this guy. Lie quietly for exposure. as long as you want while I copy <laughs> both sides of your insurance card. And Peggy just, uh, she falls right asleep on that couch. Uh, we're back to the alleyway with all four guys. Yep. We've got uh, Hank and Dale and Bill and Boomhauer. And uh, Bill is holding the newspaper, and he says, uh, Peggy's going to have a hard time replacing Doyle Harkavy. That guy's amazing. Uh, you look at his picture in the paper, and he never gets a day older. Never gets a day older. <laughs> Just the stupidest Because uh, it's the same fucking it's picture. The, probably, it's the same picture, run, Bill. They probably run the same picture for 15 That's years. That's what they this do. Column. Yeah. Yeah. yeah by the time you retire, like, your column picture was from when you started your career at, like, 30, and now you're, like, 80. So, yeah. Well, it's also a uh, – uh, what's a, what's the uh, – What's the old horror thing uh, where the guy has the painting of himself that gets older and he never gets older? You know what I'm talking about? Nobody no, knows. The Langoliers? <laughs> Langoliers. No, I don't it. know. Yeah, the gremlins. <laughs> uh, so Bill's got the paper and Hank says, well, she has to mail in a sample column this week, but she'll uh, muse circles around him if she can just get past her headaches. Uh, Dale says, well, those headaches are as good as gone. Peggy went to John Redcorn for a healing. Uh, Hank's like, what? <laughs> uh, and Dale says, don't worry, old John R. will fix her up just like he does for Nancy three times a week. Whoa. Probably more than three, three times, times a week. week. I, I don't think it's even three times a week. I think it's more than that. I think it's three times a week him walking through the front door. I agree. How many times a week does he climb out the window, yeah. the yeah. bathroom window, the back yeah. door, the yeah. f- over the fence, you know? Uh, you know, he's, he's doing Ethan Hunt coming down from the ceiling. <laughs> Bill <laughs> says, uh, Bill says, oh, Hank, I'm sure Peggy's headache is nowhere near as serious as Nancy's. <laughs> and yeah. Boomauer says, oh, man, I tell you what, man, you don't, you don't even want. Uh, and Hank's like, uh, yeah, don't worry about don't Peggy. Worry she about does Peggy. not have the same kind of medical decency that <laughs> causes Dale's wife to uh, suffer unduly. <laughs> and then he's like, uh, where is she? And so the next thing yeah, we see. Yeah, they got it all in his head. Oh, like, yeah. Come yeah, on, yeah. man. You know oh, your own wife. Definitely. Uh, next thing we see is Hank just pacing back and forth, waiting for uh, her to show up. Yeah, Hank's pissed. Uh, He's Peggy, ready to fight. Peggy comes through the door singing, everything is beautiful. <laughs> and actually, in you know, I'll, I'll uh, hats off to Kathy Najimy here in this scene. Najimy. Najimi, I don't yep. know how to say her last yep. name. Najimi, uh, you could hear the little her little singing chops. Mm-hmm. Reminds me a little uh, where they call it a sister act. Yeah, little sister yeah, act. Yeah, I actually watched that the other day. I hadn't, I forgot that she was in that movie, and I was like, oh, there she is. Were you like in a coma? Uh, n- no, I just forgot that she was in oh, that movie. Okay. It's just been a long time. since I didn't I, know why you would sit down and watch sister act. Oh, uh, <laughs> I was I was at my dad's house. Ah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, so she goes, oh, hi, Hank. She's just in a, she's in a wonderful mood, right? And Hank says, uh, hey, Peggy, I guess dinner will be a little late tonight, huh? And uh, she goes, yep. I just had a headache session with John Redcorn. He lit some sweet grass, and I lifted off, and the next thing I knew, I felt freaking fantastic. <laughs> okay, so what is sweet grass? Uh, I'm assuming it's kind of like lemongrass or, you know, okay. that court, that time. I'm just scent. saying, you know, it, that, he lit sweet grass, and then she drifted off. sweet grass, yeah, I know. I, th- I think he might have got her stoned. Yeah, I think that's exactly <laughs> I think what he it got was. her stoned. 
Uh, <laughs> Hank says, well, good. Your headache's gone. Then I guess you're all done with John freaking Redcorn. No, this is just the beginning, John she says. John freaking Redcorn. Well, she says she felt fan-freaking-tastic. So yeah. I think that kind of uh, struck a nerve, uh, enough of a nerve for him to sure. you know, throw that shade at her. John freaking Redcorn. And then, uh, of course... Uh, this is just the beginning, she says, and uh, she says, I've already scheduled another treatment for next week. And then Hank, uh, not understanding, Peggy, I don't know how some guy rubbing your neck helps your head. I mean, what's the connection? What's the connection between yeah. rubbing your neck to make your head feel better? And she didn't even think that he was jealous or nothing like no, that, no, which no, is no. what he's hinting at is jealousy. She says, no, oh, my reporter's instincts tell me someone's a little grumpy without his dinner. <laughs> yeah, I love she that. goes, uh, I just got my first musing. My husband calls me his better half because I better, better have half dinner, dinner on, on the, the table, table when he gets home. Ah. Boom, boom, ah. boom, boom. Ah. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I don't think that was that funny, but it was good. So it's, it's, it's funny for Peggy. <laughs> for somebody who is naive and not that funny, it's she goes, good for her. Yeah, she's like, I'm going to go write that down while it's still fresh. Yeah. Uh, Lou Ann comes in. I don't want to forget that one. What's wrong, Anki Hank? Uh, he says, nothing wrong. It's, it's good news. Peggy had her headache cured by John Redcorn, and Luann's just like, oh. Yeah, because even <laughs> Luann knows. Everybody knows. Even, That's right. Everybody even, knows. Even We even get uh, Bobby, like in earlier episode, uh, where he, you, you were, he was like, uh, he called him Mr. Gribble. He was like my dad, and he was like, you yeah. mean Mr. Gribble? Yeah. That episode. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I can't remember what episode number that was. But. And so she gasps whenever he says that. And he goes, stop that. Put your face back the way it was before, before somebody sees you. Uh, and then in comes Bobby. He's like, what's wrong, Luann? Uh, Hank says, nothing wrong, Bobby. Now go play outside. Dinner's going to be a little late. And that's when Bobby goes, oh. Yeah. <laughs> that's what gets Bobby. Uh, we're back at John Redcorn's trailer. And I love, okay, so this, this for me is... Uh, a really good scene and yeah. the, what i like about it is is it really shows that hank ain't no punk sure hank will pull up <laughs> hank hill will pull up on you if he thinks something's afoot he is ready to he's not a guy that's for a lot of talk he's a guy about action and that is again one of the oh uh, he's gonna get it over with one of the greatest traits about hank hill you know and i think that's a yeah. a, a trait that a lot of people should if you got a problem you got to go deal with it and it shows right here. Yeah. Face adversity. Oh, Don't yeah. run from it. He's going to get it over with. Walk he, head first into it. Crack a cold beer with it. He is not uh, He's not I about like putting things this off. Is, this he's is my favorite scene things. of yeah, the yeah. show, this this particular show. So he goes up to John Redcorn's nice trailer, and, he, and uh, John Redcorn meets him outside with a beer and says, Hank, would you like a beer? Uh, he says, this is not a social call, John Redcorn. Uh, I think, and John says, I think I know why you're here. Peggy <laughs> came to me with a headache, a real headache. Her head actually hurt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hank says, I know that, but as I recall, that's how it started with Nancy Gribble. Hank, you are my friend. I promise you I would never heal your wife in the way that I heal the wives of others. That's funny. <laughs> well, it's funny that is nobody else his friend? Like, yeah, what about know, what about man. everybody he's, else? Is Dale not your friend? Is all these other everybody. guys? Yeah. I, uh, I like the idea that he... He, w I, don't, I don't see John Redcorn drinking Alamo. I think he deliberately went out after Peggy I think you're right. To yeah. go and buy them because yeah. he knew Hank was going to show up. He knew Hank was yeah. going to pull up. He already no, knew how Hank you're was. Probably yeah, you're probably right. right. There. He probably had a sixer on ice just just waiting for him. He's like, this is going to happen. <laughs> so so Hank responds to that with, you better not, because if you lay one unprofessional hand on Peggy, I'm going to kick your ass. And then and then John Redcorn kind of bows up. Well, not only does he bow up, but again, shout out to Wes Archer for this yeah. cinematic little scene. 
because what wind. he does is yeah. he like the wind and the music, and then like it cuts and it shows like the the uh, 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 the profile yeah. of. John Redcorn, and you see him standing next to Hank. Hank just looks back at him and goes. You don't ever see, well, that's the thing is, is the animation part here that I liked is you don't really see uh, uh, a lot of the characters where they do a comparison of size like that, where where you're able to see both of them standing up next to each other Mm -hmm. because it shows how much bigger Oh, he's John huge. Redcorn is actually compared to everybody, and they well, even we see again here in a second have the muscle definition too, yeah. in his arm and stuff. Like when he kind of does that little bow up, like you so were talking he, about, he bows up, and then Hank looks back at him and goes, "I, I will, I will, like, I, I to, will kick your ass." I wanted to ask you guys, yeah. So who do you think it wouldn't be a? It's not going to be an easy fight. Who do you sure. think actually wins this? Nobody. I don't think it's a fight anybody wins. I think yeah. they're two dudes that would just end up exhausting themselves, beating each other's ass to the point where they were just like, all right, dude, I'm not going to win. You're not going to win. A lot of energy being wasted, Hank, and that would be the end of it. Hank has some deceptive strength. Like, you know, he's got Hank's that. Hank's a corn-fed, he's got you that, know, meat and, pot- meat and potatoes yeah. puts a lot yeah. on you. And when you're working the work that Hank does, well, he's lifting heavy fuel not tanks. Not only that, he played a lot of football. Played a lot, I mean, and that's that doesn't just go it away. It doesn't like it, anybody that does sports in high school. Anybody I know that I was friends with that did sports in high school, they all still maintain a certain like they still have the gut and stuff, but they maintain a certain level of that upper body arm strength and physique that just doesn't go away from years of working out. I think also John Redcorn is is just the opposite of that. He's the real defined, you know, works out a lot kind of guy. Um and has and a lot of stamina. Yeah, he yeah. does have a lot of stamina. A lot of stamina. Good <laughs> job. Ding ding. Uh, yeah, he's full of cardio, you're right. But uh I think ultimately I think Hank would win it because I don't think Hank would give up. I don't either think, yeah. either Hank wins it or Hank dies, one or the other, because I mean, I I, I don't think I, don't, would, I think Hank goes down with the ship. You know, I what think I mean? he goes down with the ship, but I think it gets to a draw just based on the fact that they're both. At the end of the day, Hank mm-hmm. is a uh, a gentleman, and I think that you know the your word but he's and all being those things. A gentleman by doing this is what I'm saying. This is this is to defend his wife. I, I got you. So you're saying that it's a big deal. That not I, I was just talking about in like a, a celebrity death match type of scenario. I don't mm-hmm. think either of them would win. But yeah, mm-hmm. if you're talking about him defending the honor of his wife. Oh yeah, John that makes Redcorn, a big difference. He, yeah. dead, makes dead a big on arrival. Yeah. yeah, that does make a big difference. So we're back in front of Hank's house, and we see uh, Nancy and and uh, Peggy like hugging and and jumping up and down. Uh, Hank pulls up, and uh, Peggy, goes, oh 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 my lord, Hank, I got it, I got it. They're giving me the musings column. He goes, oh thank God, you got the job. The pressure's off. No more headaches, right? And as they're going inside, she says, are you kidding? I have a w- I have weekly deadlines now. I'll have to schedule a regular night with John Redcorn. Ooh. Regular night. Hank says, what? No, uh, you don't need John Redcorn to get rid of a headache. Here, I'll give you a massage. And then the he's weirdest, the hell out of her. The weirdest even, thing, yeah. he like pushes her up against the couch. And, I mean, he's trying to be nice here, but uh, he is pushing pretty hard on her. And she's like, well, I, ow. He said, just let me know where you really need it. And she goes, that's my kidneys. He goes, breathe. Uh, picture a wide open field. Throw some birds in there if you want. <laughs> She's just like, Hank, stop it. Stop it. You're just pinching and slapping and poking me. What is it you have against John Redcorn? He says, don't make me say it. You know what he does to his clients. She says, you think he's overcharging me? Well, for your information, I checked around. He is less insp- expensive than both VIP and Oriental Massage, <laughs> which is... I think both of those probably have happy endings, wouldn't you think? VIP? Eh, maybe. I but think so. Yeah. They probably don't have John Maybe, yeah. 
I don't have John Redcorn. That's right. I'll take the John Redcorn for three. Uh, he goes, for God's sake, Peggy, come on. It's taken him 13 years to cure Nancy's headache. She goes, so you're saying, uh, what, what are you saying? You're calling him a quack? You're saying his methods aren't effective? He goes, no, they're very effective. Come on. You know what I'm talking about. And he's trying to drop the bombshell on her without dropping the bombshell on her. Well. So that's what we get right here. He goes, uh, he goes, Nancy, John Redcorn, Joseph. And they look out the window, and there's John Redcorn out there hammering a fence for some reason with Nancy and Joseph just watching. And then finally, it hits Peggy. She looks back and forth, and she goes, Good God. Did John just leave after Hank did? How, how I guess, he, how I he, guess he just followed him right over there. <laughs> hey, that is a good time for us to take a commercial break because that is where King of the Hill took a commercial break, and we will be right hello creators uh this is mike and rusty from Bois, Bois. king of the hill rewatch podcast i want to tell you about an event coming up oh yeah uh, we got an event huh? what do we got mike this is rogue con 2023 uh, yeah this is our first convention that we are holding as okay. rogue media network it is for creators by creators about creators uh assuming we'll have some creators uh this is january 20th 21st and 22nd of 2023 here in Waco, Texas. It's going to be held at Nexus Esports, also Texas Music Cafe, also Waco Escape Rooms, also uh, Cultivate 712. Uh, there's two things going on there. Undercroft, which is a underground speakeasy, and Startup Waco. We're going to have uh, panels We'll have special guests. We'll have demos. We'll have live shows. A lot of our podcasts are doing live shows. Music. We'll have a lot of music. We'll have uh, streaming events. Just anything as a creator, uh, this is your place to come. All right, so we are back, and uh, we are in the Hill Kitchen still. Uh, it yep. is just hit Peggy getting, that yeah. John Redcorn is having an affair with Nancy. Uh, this is after, what does Hank say, 14 years or whatever it is? I yeah, mean, it's a, a long, long time, 12, 14 years. Uh, she goes, uh, oh, I just cannot believe I could be so stupid. How could you not tell me what was going on on my own side of the yard? Hank says. Yeah, uh, my own side yard. Yeah, <laughs> Hank says, I thought Nosey. you knew. How could you not know? I mean, look at Joseph. Where do you think he came from? All the while, yeah, uh, Peggy. Nancy has been telling everybody that he's got a Jamaican. Well, and Peggy is boxing up all of her uh, new age crap and just throwing it in the trash, right? I mean, so she's got her incense. She's got her, her tinkling ball, whatever it is. Uh, and, uh, he goes, uh, where do you think he came from? She goes, Nancy told me Dale had a Jamaican grandmother. Oh, I believed her. Oh my God, Dale, does Dale know? Hank says, uh, no, no, he's as slow as you, uh, in a sweet trusting sort of way. <laughs> he yeah. almost stepped right in it. Yeah, he did. Uh, she goes, Oh, shameless tramp. How can she? I just cannot believe. Oh, Oh. And then she tries to go outside and smacks her head smacks right, her on, head the right on the plexiglass door. door. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for plexiglass. Uh, she goes right out, boy, and goes straight up to Nancy in her floppy hat, who is spraying her roses on her own yard on her side of the fence. Just hanging out, not doing and much. And she goes, you dirty bird, which is a bad thing to call somebody as far as Peggy's concerned. Uh, Nancy says, what's wrong, Suge? 
She goes, Joseph is not Jamaican and neither is Dale. And I'm beginning to suspect that his grandmother isn't either. So, you know, who told you? She says, uh, no one had to tell me. How stupid do you think I am? You've been cheating for 12 years, Nancy. How could you? Nancy says, I have my reasons. She goes, yes, and I've seen those reasons packed into his Sergio Valente jeans. Woo. <laughs> yeah, she saw all 12, 12 she, reasons. <laughs> she also says, I bet you don't even have headaches anymore. And then she goes back into the house. She's but, pissed at hey, but, rightfully so, though. But before that, she checks to make sure that the plexiglass is not there. I don't yep. know if you saw that. <laughs> she, <kinda laughs> she checks, checks to make sure she's she not going to hit her head again. Well, she's kind of right, yeah. though, because, like, I mean, what kind of, what kind of friends, like, I, th- I would hope that if if one of my friends was had knowledge like this oh, yeah, that they sure. would tell me. I don't I don't know why they hide it from him. But, you know. She goes back life in and is goes sweet. She goes straight up to Hank and she goes, "How could you be a look the other wayer? Dale Gribble is your friend." He says, "Now Peggy, you're you're sort of freaked out because it's still fresh for you. Live with it for a while. You'll see, you'll get used to it." She says, "The only thing I ever want to get used to is a cold glass of lemonade." And then big uh Light bulb goes off over her head, and she writes down the musing. <laughs> she goes, I am still a journalist. Wow, that is a good musing. And then one of the funniest lines in this entire episode, Bobby, full face sniffing the trash. Sniffing the, not not just sniffing the trash, he's like a dog, and he's like in the <laughs> trash. Like, like, what the hell, Bobby? He goes, uh, did anyone else right. sniff today's garbage? And that's I thought yesterday's garbage we need smelled to get, good. Uh, we need to get Mason a button that he can hit that says, that boy ain't right. Every <laughs> time that Bobby button. does something right. crazy, he's just got to just hit the button. That boy ain't right. So we're back to uh, Peggy coming out yep. the next day. She's coming out to get her paper. She's in a robe again, coffee, just like the, yeah, the, she's in a robe. Just like the episode the, started. It's like the beginning. Yeah, yeah. It's, like the, it's literally the same scene almost. Absolutely, yeah. Dale's coming out. Probably recycled the animation and She's almost. like, morning, Dale. You poor, poor man, she says under her breath. <coughs> uh, Dale says, hi, John Redcorn. Oh, Dale. And Dale. they exchange you know, looks again, and, and John Redcorn goes up to the door. And Peggy, with her disapproving ways, she goes, well, 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 John Redcorn. John Redcorn. Oh, uh, Peggy, (laughs) Nancy's headaches are very severe this morning. Uh, Must be the pollen. Well, well, well. Well, John Redcorn. He goes, well. (laughs) She goes, uh... John Redcorn. He goes, Peggy Hill. Oh, Peggy Hill. <laughs> that killed right. me. I thought that was funny. It's wonderful. Yeah. Hey. And he's like sliding in the door when he's doing it. Uh, Peggy Hill. Hill. Oh. <laughs> now we are inside of Khan's house. Uh, we hear the knocking on the door, and uh, Min comes up in her best uh, Jane Fonda workout yeah. gear. Uh, Peggy Hill, what's so important? I have to jump off the treadmill. Oh, I am so sorry, men, but I had to talk to someone. It's about Nancy. She's having an affair. And men, to her, um, uh, says, oh, my God, he's cheat- she's cheating on John Redcorn? And it's like, and that, <laughs> she's known she's all along. Like, Everybody's freaking everybody known. Everybody knows. <laughs> and Peggy says, you know about him? Oh, not at first. It took me uh, about an hour, but I'm naive and trusting person. Peggy Hill, you not know? She goes, oh, oh, I knew. She goes, Peggy Hill, not know. This is so funny. Okay, who I tell? Who I tell? Oh, I email Con. She's gonna email she her husband. She runs in the, the other room the to go email him too. She like shuff, shuffles to the other room. <laughs> so now we get uh, um, Hank and Bill and Boomhauer standing in front of Bill's 
back window, which is a weird place to be because really we're not, weird, we're not yeah. in Bill's backyard very this often. This is not a place that we very often see. Yeah. Bill says, why aren't we drinking beer in front of my house? Uh, we always drink beer in the back of my house. This feels wrong, but I like it. <laughs> uh, Hank says, Dale uh, will never yeah, find us pauses, here. Yeah, we'll, but I like it. Dale yeah. will never find us here. We need to talk alone. Does it bother anyone that we've known for years what's going on with Nancy and Dale? Does it? And yeah, uh, does it? yeah, Bill says Nancy is having an affair with John Redcorn. This is the first I've heard of it. Oh, I am shocked. Funny. Yeah, I am shocked. I mean, and appalled. I am shocked. That's what I mean. I am appalled. Boomhauer. Yeah, man. I tell you, Brian and Family Secrets, no good skeleton, no cause. Man, talking about that Orville Redenbacher man, just dang old actor. Thanks. What's he talking about there? Do you know what he's talking yeah, about? Yeah, so Orville Redenbacher, uh, uh, the, the popcorn the guy. The popcorn guy, yeah. Yeah, it's an old guy on the thing. It's like it's like Uncle Ben or, or whoever, right? You know, the these these iconic Betty Crocker. It's yeah. like these iconic people that are on these labels. They're just actors. Yeah, that's and that came out about this time that Orville Redenbacher was not a real guy. He was an actor, and everybody was shocked. Really? Yeah, exactly. Really, that's, like, right, Mason. that's a Good real shot. thing. Like people were actually shocked. Yeah, that people were shocked. We wow. didn't have a lot to do. You know, I always it always bothered me. I I like to think that they didn't know. They probably didn't figure out about the affair until probably a- sometime after Joseph came around. Yeah, that's the only way this makes any sense to me. Well, oh sure. Around. All I know, Mason, is that I am glad that you and I both grew up in the age of the internet. Because what in the fuck were they doing before the internet this kind of shit <laughs> wikipedia classic uh, wikipedia classic uh so boomhauer says that hank says uh, look we can't just dis- just discuss it for five seconds uh and, and bill once again i don't believe it i've known dale and nancy for years and they have a fairy book marriage fairy book a fairy, a fairy book, book marriage, marriage. <laughs> and hank just says oh shut up bill uh, we're back with Peggy at the kitchen table. The doorbell rings, and uh, it's Dale at the front door. Yes, Peggy's Dale. Peggy's like, why, Dale? How <laughs> nice to see you. She's being overly nice yeah, to Dale. Yeah, she's being weird almost. Uh, she's being real sus. Yeah, Dale says, I can't find Hank, Bill, or Boomhauer. If they're hiding behind the door, just nod slowly. It's always a conspiracy with this guy. It's always a conspiracy. Uh, Peggy says, oh, you sweet man. You know, I've been thinking a lot about you. We never get to talk, you and I. Why is that? Awkward pause. I mean, there's a real awkward pause there, right? Oh, a super awkward pause. She says, anyway, Nancy should count herself lucky to have a man like you. Just look at you. The way that uh, hat accents your head. (laughs) Plenty of women would be happy to have you. Good, good women. Would you like to come in for some pie? And then you get from Dale, kind of like when he jumps a fence or he figures out that somebody knows more than him. He's like, I should go. Yeah, and so he, he gets. Uh, it was kind of weirded out. I mean, she was like, "Well, he walks." It's almost o- like she's hitting on him. He walks over to the alley with Bill, and he goes. Uh, Bill says, "Hey, Dale, what's going on?" He goes, "Oh, not much. Peggy Hill wants to leave Hank and run away with me." Yeah, <laughs> highly doubtful. Bill, once again, I don't believe it. Why they had a fairy book marriage? Why they had a fairy book marriage? Fairy book. Uh, shut up, Bill. Uh, we are back at the kitchen table, uh, and uh, Peggy is reading her musings to Bobby and Luann. Let's face it, Angie Dickinson has lost her looks. It's not amusing. That that's not, that's amusing. not amusing at all. Who is that? Uh, Angie is Dickinson? Angie she was a uh, policewoman. Policewoman. It was a TV show called Policewoman. Yeah, I've never heard yeah, of that. She was a policewoman. 
Uh, her second musing is mix pineapple juice with club soda. You got yourself a big bucket, bucket of, of crap. crap. <laughs> yeah, you can tell she's 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 reaching a, a point a of frustration here. Yeah, she's getting crap. frustrated. Mix pineapple juice with club soda. You got yourself a big bucket of crap. A big bucket. She says, of "Well, crap. yeah, all right. Just go ahead and say it. They're terrible. How am I supposed to appreciate the little things in life when so many big things are wrong and evil?" Luann's, "Oh, don't worry, Aunt Peggy. I'm sure that even Doyle Harcavy had trouble sometimes." And Peggy. Says Doyle Harcavy, Doyle Harcavy. If you ask me, Doyle Harcavy wasn't that good. And finally, here's Bobby coming to a realization. He's like, "Oh, sh- I, I was right." He goes, "Thank you, Mom. It's about time somebody said it." Yeah. Of course, coffee wakes you up in the morning. I mean, that's how they advertise it. There you go. Bobby said it. Bobby's like, "I thought it was nuts." He's is what he's thinking. Yeah, it is nuts. Like, I mean, it's not even like how is that amusing? It's not amusing. It's not amusing at all. Uh, we're at the Little League ball field, I'm assuming. Uh, it is a ball field, and we've got uh, Hank and Peggy with their red hats on. I don't know what the name of the team is. Do we ever get the name of the team? Uh, no, I don't think that, that we they do. they all play on? I think no. it's a Strickland team, right? Yeah, well, I think it's it, a Strickland it, team. But then why wouldn't Hank be on the team? Yeah, that's true. I think it's just um, because I think they just wanted John at a, at a baseball field. I don't yeah. think that Hank has enough time to be on the baseball team. He's the, he's the team manager. Well, he went and got nachos. Uh, yeah. So they're both bo- walking back with those uh, those little boxes that you get where they put the nachos and your drink in it. And Hank says, uh, you'll see being with uh, the Gribbles when you know about Nancy is weird at first, but it goes away after a few years. A few years. <laughs> it helps uh, if you think of something else. I use sports. You can use Boggle. Uh, <laughs> and they go up into the stands, and that's where Dale and Nancy are sitting. Uh, Dale's is just he's super into the game. All right, you guys, just in time. Boomhauer's on second, and Nancy's healers at bat. Oh, man, look at that John Redcorn. He sure can swing. Wahoo! And we see, once again, John Redcorn in his big, muscly physique. Yep. He's got his red, uh, tight softball uniform on, and he is just glistening He's out there the looking sun. ready to yep. hit dingers. Yeah. Uh, and Hank says, good eye. She goes, uh, Dale says, are you kidding? This guy never strikes out. <laughs> that ain't right, Nancy. Ain't that right, Nancy? And Peggy, just the whole time, you know, she's she's exchanging these uncomfortable looks between her and Nancy. Nancy finally starts blushing. Uh, Peggy is trying real hard. She's like, oh, boggle, boggle, boggle. Think boggle, think boggle. John Redcorn hits the ball. Yeah, he hits the ball, and Dale's like, all right, way to go, man. Woohoo! Redcorn's going to score again. Peggy's like, oh, score, 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 score. And then finally she just got to get out of there. Uh, Dale says, oh, all right, come on, John, come on. He's going all, all the, way. the way. That is enough for yeah, Peggy. She jumps up. She says, I have to get out of here. And then I like this joke right here. So Hank, uh, Hank has those nachos in his hand. He kind of lifts them up, and he's like, ballpark nachos. You don't buy them. You only rent them. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. How many times have you heard somebody say that about beer? A lot. Yeah. Uh, you, don't buy, a lot. you don't buy them. You only rent them. Now we're in the parking lot. Uh, Hank is coming after Peggy, and Peggy's like, I'm done, Hank. My rose-colored glasses are off, and the world looks flesh-colored and unappealing. I cannot live this lie anymore. He says, well, it takes two to talk about, and I, and everyone else already knows and, and isn't, isn't interested. interested. She said, nope. Everyone, not everybody knows, Hank. I can think of one person who doesn't, but one person who you really should. really know. Then we got back to Dale, and he's like, well, all right. Way to go, Big Bad John. 
And then Hank says, hold up, Peggy. You, you can't just walk back over there and tell Dale his wife's cheating on him. Just let sleeping dogs lie. That's it. It's a great phrase because it comes up again at the end of the show. Yeah. Uh, she goes, oh, interesting choice of words, Mr. Hill. Lie. He goes, I meant lie down. She goes, I know that, Hank. Dogs don't tell lies. Only people lie. They lie like dogs. And then she goes, hmm. Because I'm thinking she thinks, oh, that's another musing I can write. Right? It is amusing. We then get Peggy at the uh, uh, computer and she is uh, typing out some of these musings. Uh, Hank is working in the garage, and he's sanding. He's got his hand sander out. Uh, and uh, in comes Dale. Dale says, Hank, there's something I just figured out you need to know. Hank is like, uh, sorry, I can't hear you. Probably none of my business anyway. Sander. And so Dale goes over and unplugs the sander, and Dale says, Hank, it's important. Your wife loves me and wants to run off together. <laughs> because yeah. I've not yet been able to ascertain where. He says, Dale. He goes, no problem on this end. I don't even find her attractive. Hank says, of course you do, and I appreciate the lie, but Peggy's just being nice to you. But you're a good friend for wanting to tell me. Uh, Dale, if the shoe were on the other foot, would you want to know? He said, ah, don't flatter yourself, Hank. Nancy, Nancy likes her men thin and, and pale, pale of face. face. I think it's I, funny how they make sure oh, yeah. they say pale of face. He so, says, sp- like just the specific verbiage. He is says, funny. I thank God every day for sending me an angel with the hots for my track, track team, team physique. physique. <laughs> track team physique. Uh, we get Peggy uh, typing and then printing out stuff on a dot matrix printer. Just that sort of printer, right? With the holes on the side. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You know what dot matrix printer is? Say that again? Dot matrix printer. Oh, yeah, dot matrix printer. Yeah, it does it by dots. It prints it by dots. Yeah, goes across. And then we get this uh, montage. I thought you said enter the matrix printer. Enter the matrix printer. I was like, no, I've never heard of that one. Hey, everybody. Is enter it is it like a special printer. branded? It is. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's only sold Wrapped by in green. Only sold by Keanu text. Reeves. Yeah, and he bends over backwards and hands it to you. You know that uh, Matthew Perry was on Twitter, like, trying to start beef with Keanu Reeves, trying to call him a bad person. Matthew Perry is everywhere all of a sudden, and yeah, I don't really know weird. why. I don't know why either. Yeah. Well, he was bad-mouthing Keanu Reeves, apparently, because of the drama, like, pertaining to River Phoenix, because they mm. were all in the same circles. Matthew Perry and all them were all in the same drug yeah. circles back in the day. Yeah, sure. And apparently Keanu Reeves was responsible for getting two people hooked on drugs that ended up dying from from the drug problems, one of them being River Phoenix. Well, that is what Matthew Perry is saying. That's what Matthew Perry is saying. So they say that Matthew Perry, like, carries this grudge around with him. So So he's, like, now whatever relevancy he's, like, all of a sudden, like, created for himself. He uh, uh, he just put out a memoir. I know that. Oh, oh that's, that's what it, it is. Yeah, he's it's ready to tell his story. So he he's told. So his memoir probably bad mouths yeah. Keanu Reeves in, which I don't think I've not. You know, I've not heard one bad thing in the world about Keanu Reeves at all. I've heard of all the good things that he does and stuff for everybody, and the fact that he gave up like a hundred and something million dollars of his I've contract. Heard, I've heard he does not like purple Kool Aid. Uh, well, it's rough stuff. That is rough. Uh, that's so like my favorite. You well, just, I you changed just, my mind. I don't know if I like him anymore. You kind of hear Peggy's <laughs> voice over this montage John of Nick. everybody in town reading the paper. You know, they're all reading yeah, they're Peggy's, all reading it. Peggy's, they're all reading musings, Peggy's musings. And her musings go as this. She says, you hear the expression, lie like a dog, often enough that it almost is a cliche. But more often than not, if someone is lying to you, they're a person. We... <laughs> We all know a certain person who is lying to her husband. Every time we look the other way, we had a lie to a lie. Well, this reporter is not going to lie anymore, and you can print that. So I don't know what she was trying to accomplish with this. I mean, just get it out of her head? Well, this is this goes back into people calling Bad Peggy. Peggy. 
Peggy an asshole or, yeah. or, or, or whatever you want to call her. Uh, she bad Peggy. Well, it's kind of a bitch thing to do. Like, this is yep. like years is. and years. And if you were oblivious for that long and you're just now finding out, the whole the whole world knows except for you. And you want to come and, like, throw the wrench in, like, this whole elaborate facade well, that's already there in place she's before also, you're aware of it. She's also calling herself a reporter, which she is not. She's not she's a reporter. Just writing, she's just know, writing musings. Stuff you find. It makes her feel good because she's published in the paper. Well, so, it's like yeah. she's, she's writing the same crap that you find inside a bazooka a gum wrapper you yeah. know i mean that's that's really all she's writing well you know and i, and I, I mean, just she, think it's it goes back to peggy being a, just a total jackass go ahead mason it is i mean she has a point yeah but I she mean, does it's really it's ultimately well, it's really none of her business well my, it's, it's my a valid thing, point but it's invalidated by the length of time that everybody's been oblivious well, everybody's the, been the aware only reason she's the only reason she's really outraged is because she didn't know you know, and so now she's trying to prove to everybody that she's a good person by by not only putting it in the paper, yeah. but now she's going to go over there and just tell Dale yeah. right to his face. Well, that's what I'm saying like, is like, she's also, nuts. does she not like? She knows Dale. She knows he's yeah. not the most yeah. mentally sound person. Well, and and we find that out here in just a second. Yeah, it's it's uh, we find out exactly what what she thinks of Dale. Uh, so she is storming over to uh, their house, and she gets confronted yeah. by she gets confronted by Nancy. She's getting ready to be a homewrecker. She says, Excuse me, and she goes, "Shug, listen, I love Dale, but in a lights on sort of way." Uh, she says, "Well, I feel for you." <laughs> well, she she said, she, "I like him, but I don't want to have sex with him." You yes, know, that's exactly okay. what she's saying. Oh, poor, she poor says, Dale. Uh, "Well, I, I feel for you. I really do. But you married for better or for worse, and worse includes Dale. Now, either you tell him or I will." She says, Peggy, please, I'm not going to. And she goes, well, then get out of my way. Uh, and she walks right up to Dale. And Dale is sitting on a barrel reading the paper in the backyard. It's like a like a beer barrel. It's right? a weird it's scene. Like a, it's like yeah. a keg. It's like a full-size yeah. keg he's sitting on top of. Or like a 55-gallon barrel or something. Yeah. Yeah, something like she that. says, hey, Dale, I thought I'd like to take a little of my own advice this morning. He goes, having some waffles, are you? <laughs> having some waffles? Who said anything about waffles? Means. She goes, no, I meant the longer one about, oh, I guess she maybe had a musing in the paper about waffles. About waffles. Yeah. Yeah. I bet you that was cut out of the episode. Yeah, it might have been. I bet you that was. Because he mentions the waffles, and she goes, no, I, I meant the longer one about sleeping dogs. Dale, I have to tell you something very important. Hank looks over, you know, from, from next door, he's like, and he's got a beer, which makes me think that it's later in the day. You know, or it might not be later in the day. He might be a closeted alcoholic that well, we don't know about. See, that might be, be just a, a hinting that Hank might crack one open. You know, a little, <laughs> little nine a.m. action. I just see, I see Hank Saturday. Not, I see on. Hank not not drinking till noon. And I don't think I musings think would come. Yeah. I don't think the musings she's reading would be in a, a Monday paper. Who's reading a Monday paper? You got to go to freaking work. Uh, so you're sitting there on Saturday. You're checking so you think through it's the, Saturday, only in the paper. Saturday paper. Maybe not only in the Saturday paper, but the it's only the musings Saturday. that most of the people in her life are probably seeing are the ones that could. They're all blue collar people. Everybody works. I don't works. think it's on the Saturday because what? it was coming out in the paper where she went to get it when Dale was going out and going to work. But he's an exterminator. He can just probably yeah, work whenever. True, I guess. Also, he might work on weekends. Also, Bobby right. and Joseph aren't at work right now. Unless it's school. school I yeah. mean, unless it's summer. Uh, that's true. I guess yeah. you're right. Okay. All right. Uh, so uh, I'd love to know about the waffles, if anybody has any information. Artie, give yeah. me information on the waffles. Waffles, Artie. Uh, she says, no, the one about sleeping dogs lied. Dale, I have to tell you something Watch very important. Watch him send me just re- recipes for waffles. <laughs> <laughs> and then Hank, Hank just kind of looking over from his, he goes, oh, no. She says, Dale, Nancy is not the wife you think she is. And John Redcorn, well, he's not the friend you think he is. Dale says, 
Wait a minute. minute. Let me get this straight. Nancy and And John John Redcorn did something to your dog? (laughs) (laughs) No, damn it, Dale. Nancy and John Redcorn, and then you get... And then Joseph. Joseph comes running up. And he's like... Awkward-ass voice. Well, he's got the awkward voice, but he goes, Hey, Dad. And and Dale literally takes the time and goes, Just a second, Peggy. Yes, son. And he goes, Me and Bobby are bored. What do we do? He goes, Well, how about renting a videotape? That gives us a time frame of when this came out. This gives us a time frame right here, too. But... But he goes, uh, yeah, well, we want to see Encino Man, but we don't have any money. He's Holly Shore, 1992. <laughs> Classic. Classic. He says, well, I got two fives, one for you and one for me, taking out his wallet. And he goes, thanks, yeah. Dad. And he goes, oh, wait, I found some more. Can't watch Encino Man without milk balls. Milk balls. Is that Whoppers? I, I guess. Mal- oh, malted milk balls. Malted milk balls. That's what yeah. that is. It's like the Whoppers. Thanks, Dad. And he runs off and he goes, oh, sorry about that, Peggy. Uh, now, what was it you wanted me to know? She goes, Dale. I just found out the Vikings were the first visitors, visitors to the moon. moon because she well, just saw that. she yeah. just saw this interaction and she's like, yeah, she's gonna she oh, knows. Man. Well, that's the this thing is, is ruin everybody's life. Finally, yeah. she finally comes to the realization yeah. what the whole neighborhood realized that sometimes some things are better just left unsaid. It's not like yeah. anybody's being beaten, sleeping dogs, abused. There's no like neglect for the child. Yeah. There's no yeah. drug use. Exactly. You know, it's a weird situation that in 2022 has you know become a fad and it's not a weird situation it's called polyamory so let me ask you ask you this mike and mason if you want to answer it too do you think that in today's society if dale you know like if we if we fast forward king of the hill if dale were to have found out in that time frame do you think that dale would be uh, opposed to polyamory or do you think that he would be accepting of John Redcorn and his wife's relationship? It all comes down. It's all a, it's all a person by person, but it, it really just comes down to how that person was brought up. Yeah. And whether or not they keep to those, um, beliefs. Well, remember his, parents. his family's not traditional. Remember his dad is, is gay. So he comes he from an untraditional. We don't know that yet. We yeah. don't know that yet. No. Yeah. And I guess he doesn't know that yet no. at this particular point, but that's why we're fast. He barely knows it so, in the episode okay, about it right now. No, but say we fast forward it to the future. So we're talking about a future Dale. We're talking about a, you know, a 50 year old Dale Would a 50 year old Dale would be comfortable with the fact that his wife had had a relationship with another man. I think 50 year old Dale Nancy's he, already left. Nancy's already left. Yeah. I think she's gone. <laughs> Okay. So uh um anyway, she uh she 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 says something just off the cuff, you know, the Vikings were the first one to the moon. He said, Well, I know that. Why do you think we had our, our spacecraft after him? Poor naive Peggy. Oh, well, that makes sense. I'm so glad you and I could have this little talk. I feel so much better. Yeah, he she's goes, just fumbling her way he out. Goes, of it. Okay, I guess. <clears throat> Peggy. Uh she's walking away and he goes, Peggy. She goes, Huh? You got a good husband there. He doesn't have the best body in the alley, but he's got a good head on his shoulders. And she says, yeah, I know. And then you see Nancy, and she's just completely relieved. Yep. She walks back into the garage where Hank is still sanding on things, I'm assuming. Uh, And he goes, well, how'd he take it? She goes, I I couldn't tell him. I guess some things are best left unsaid. He goes, yep. She goes, you know, Hank, I I I know, know, Peggy. She goes, I got you. And she she says, all right. he goes, all right then. She says, great, pepperoni it is. And then they show a picture of Ladybird sleeping on the floor, which mm-hmm. brings it all back to let sleeping dogs lie. Let sleeping dogs lie. Wonderful ending. Wonderful ending. Yeah, it was great. It was a great show. I liked great it a episode. Lot. I liked that episode a lot too. And then they uh, we get the credits the and stingers. Then, yeah, we get Peggy John Redcorn. Peggy Hill. Peggy Hill. 
Pahegi Hill. Yeah, man, good episode. Yeah, it was really, a really good, good episode. Really I like good it. Uh, you know, it deals with the lingering question of infidelity between Nancy. We get a, an extreme explanation of it, and we got an we extreme see, explanation uh, of BC powder. Uh, extreme explanation <laughs> of BC powder. Uh, also, one thing that I liked about this episode is uh, you got to see uh, how uh, how much Dale. You know, there's not a lot of parents in the world like when I was growing up that would let a child interrupt an adult conversation. So the fact when Joseph came out there and said, Hey dad, he didn't give a damn who he was talking to. He didn't care that it was two adults having a conversation. His son's interruption was more important to him than whatever the hell, you know, Peggy was fumbling through. And I think that, uh, you know, it speaks to the, the humanity of Dale's character. And I like that because Dale is generally seen as this inhumane figure, this weird, wild, you know, eats rats, lies with bugs does you know he just he's not the conventional guy but he's, he does, he's already unconventionally but he loves his son unconditionally and he loves his wife genuinely like he know, does yeah he's you're right about that he's conspiracy about everything he but does he loves her so much he believes everything she ever he told literally him. sued a cigarette company because his wife he wanted a facelift wanted a facelift yep. so you know the guy goes above and beyond like literally above and beyond because that whole episode with the, the cigarette stuff, like he goes extreme. He does some extreme stuff, like as far as what the legal system will allow in, in actuality. So I don't know. I like this episode for that reason. It, it shows a, a lot of different sides of some of these characters. Again, it goes to that character development thing. Sure. And I, uh, you don't get a lot of that Dale's from animated a, shows. Dale's a great father. too. I know we're going long, but I was going to, why do you guys, th- so this was something that they've been teasing since the pilot. Yeah. Um, why do you think they wanted they wanted to actually fully say it? Do you think they wanted to just to have it out there so they could do different kind of jokes? Personally, I, I think it was an era or? thing. I think it might have been like for the era. You know, at that time, uh, there's the the latchkey kids. You know what I mean? Is around that time. I think it, I, I still think it's depth of character. I depth think they're, of they're character. developing characters. I think they're giving them all backstories. You know, I think it's depth as of you character go, too, you get but more I think they attach more. it to societal what's going on in society at yeah, that time. Maybe. There's Maury a lot more. Yet. I don't know. There wasn't a lot of. I mean, the marriage, the nuclear family thing. at this point went nuclear, if you will. Like it was mm-hmm. when the nuclear family was falling apart. This time, you had more unconventional homes. You had more. But it's um, not like they made a statement for it or against it or anything. No, so I don't think they made a statement. I think it was just like a societal opposite. Observation, yeah, maybe if anything, I, I'd still I think it's just if developing it's of deep, characters. Yeah. What do you guys think? Write us and let us know. How do they find us, Rusty, to tell us whether we're right or wrong? They can find us at b w a a a k o t h on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook, and they can also email us where Mike. They can email us at uh, Gmail. <laughs> I don't at know our email address. What is it? Uh, I don't think we have an email address for the really? actual podcast. I think we uh, you could email me at rustyy at roguemedianetwork.com. Yeah, and I'm, or I'm Mike at roguemedianetwork.com. Mike at rogue Media, rogue we don't Media have Network. a why email address? Nah, wow. I've never done that. That's one thing I never did. I've okay. got a, well, what I need to do then is make a bot email address and attach everything that I have for bot to that email address. Yeah, man. Because it's all... Well, I'll tell you what. You, you know what? Uh, after this, I'm going to create a bois email address so you can email us at bois at roguemedianetwork.com. Okay. B-W-A-A-A-H. Well, let's do it that way. B-W-A-A-K-O-T-H. Just to keep it true to all the ats that we There you go. B-W-A-A-A. Three A's. Three A's. Just like the Automobile Association. Yeah. Yeah, just like AAA. B-W-A-A-A-K-O-T-H at roguemedianetwork.com. 
Unde ți-a ieșit? Mai mult. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>